0: Welcome to Sitri Church to book it. We believe Jesus Christ gives lives to the full, and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoy this message today. As a church, we are in this series addressing how to deal with different types of emotions. And I believe God is leading us on a journey to freedom. We are learning how to take control of our emotions and to deal with them in a healthy and godly way. Can I encourage you to keep on pressing into what God has for you in this season of Breakthrough? I believe that God is wanting to do a deep work in our hearts, and the more that we can surrender to His love and to His healing power, the more freer we are going to become. God is setting us free from the chains of our past emotions. He is healing our broken hearts, and He's making a way forward for us to live in victory over our emotions. Today we're going to be talking about dealing with disappointment. Now this can be a sensitive topic because it means potentially addressing some difficult experiences we may have faced in the past and also the negative emotions connected to them. But I don't want us to be afraid to do this because there is freedom available to us as we allow God into every area of our hearts even the darkest of spaces and our deepest of hurts. If I've discovered anything from following Jesus over the last 25 years, it's this, God graciously meets us in our brokenness. His loving arms are open wide and they provide us a safe place to be real and vulnerable before him as we surrender our hearts to Him. His perfect love is able to restore and to even heal the deepest pain. His love is unlike any other love. It's incomparable. The security that He provides us is all-encompassing. It surrounds us and He truly is a safe place, a refuge that we can run into. We can trust Him wholeheartedly. As we talk about this topic today, I want you to sense that the Holy Spirit, the very presence of God is here to gently and lovingly bring freedom and healing to our lives. You don't have to carry that weight of your disappointments any longer. You can bring them before the Lord today. So let's pray and invite God to move as he desires. God, I thank you that your love will abound in this time as we hear your word. Thank you that there will be grace for us to find freedom and healing from our past disappointments. And I believe, Lord, that you will release fresh power for us to be able to deal with and respond to disappointments as they come our way. And so, Lord, we open our hearts to you, we open our minds, come and bring your revelation Come and bring your truth today. We ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, let's begin by defining what disappointment is. For we know when we are able to define an emotion, we are better able to address it. Disappointment is the sadness or displeasure we feel when our hopes or expectations are not fulfilled. Disappointment results when our expectations don't match our reality. Now for the TikTok, Instagram, and Pinterest lovers, you might be familiar with this trend that has become quite popular called expectation versus reality, where people compare their expectation of a place, person or thing, to what it is actually like in reality. Now, this can include travel destinations where we might have had an expectation that a place was gonna look like a certain thing, but in reality, it's not quite like that. Here's an example of this. We skip to the good part, no. There's expectation versus reality videos about raising children, where you have a certain expectation of what you thought parenting would look like and what it really is like in reality. There will be no plastic toys in the house. Zero screen time. They will only eat organic meals that I've made from scratch. Playing outside is food for the child's soul. We can't go to the park today, sweetheart. They're all shut. My personal fave is when people try to make cake designs that they found on Pinterest and end up with less than ideal results. Take for example, someone's attempt to replicate this sheep cake. And this attempt at making SpongeBob. And finally, this Olaf replica. At least they tried their hardest. The biggest cause of disappointment is when the expectations we have aren't met in real life. Let me give us that definition again. Disappointment is the sadness or displeasure we feel when our hopes or expectations are not fulfilled. Disappointments can come in all shapes and sizes. There are smaller disappointments, like when you have this craving for soft serve ice cream. So you go to go-go fried chicken, only to discover that their machine is out of order. I have faced many moments of disappointment over the years, wanting a McDonald's ice cream and being let down by the machine being broken. You might plan to go for a surf in the afternoon, but then you find out that the tide is low and the waves are non-existent. For those that are married, maybe you've asked your husband to put his dirty washing in the laundry basket time and time again, and yet he still leaves them on the bathroom floor. Or you might feel the disappointment of a bad mark on your homework that you spend a late night trying to finish. Or maybe you want to go and see a movie whilst your son is at daycare. But there's no session times available of any of the movies that you want to see during that time. This may or may not have happened to us on our day off during this week. These daily disappointments are usually easy enough for us to deal with and to get over. They are but momentary. But then there are things that happen in life that leave us feeling the heavy weight of disappointment where our hearts feel trapped by our hurt and our pain, and it's hard to see a way forward. These types of disappointments can literally be life altering, like losing a job that you have been faithfully working at for many years, or if your parents get a divorce and you haven't been able to see one of them since that time, you can feel disappointment when you pray for someone's healing and they don't recover or when a long-time friend betrays you by spreading lies about you, or when a loved one betrays your trust. Or maybe you have a desire to be married or to have children and you're still waiting for that dream to be fulfilled. In life, we're gonna face disappointments that are both big and small. And unfortunately, they are part of everyday life due to us living in this fallen world, a world where people choose hate over love, And choose sin over following God's ways. And we need to learn how to deal with disappointment in a godly way. As disappointment is another emotion that opposes us walking in faith. Disappointment keeps us from trying. It stops us from giving. It limits our ability to take risks. It holds us back from praying bold prayers. It hinders our belief. It dampens our hope. And it keeps us from experiencing the presence of God. Disappointments left unresolved have the power to imprison us. But God wants us to be free from the emotions that are connected to disappointing situations. And yes, when we talk about dealing with disappointment, it means that we have to face and address some of those emotions. And that's not an easy thing to do. It's far easier for us to just push away any of those feelings of disappointment and pretend like they didn't happen than it is to be able to deal with these often deeply impacting emotions. But what we will find if we do not deal with the disappointments that we have throughout our lives is that those disappointments will lead us to being restricted in the way that we live. And this can impact our faith and our trust in God and lead us to not experiencing the life to the full that Jesus has won for us. As we bring the hurt and the pain that has resulted from the disappointment of people letting us down, people treating us the wrong way and our expectations not being met, As we lay those things down before God, he is the only one that is able to bring the deep healing that's needed to our hearts. And yes, that means that we need to be vulnerable, but we should not fear doing this process with the very one who created us and who knows every intricate detail about us. Yes, it means being humble and to admit that we need God's help, but we can come to the one who is gentle and humble of heart in nature. Yes, it means that facing those emotions may mean having to feel those emotions again. But I can assure you that bringing those emotions, bringing your pain and your hurt to God is the safest place for you to be able to gain freedom from the power of those emotions. So we know that we are all going to face disappointment in life. But the way that we prepare and how we respond to it is what makes all the difference. Take for example, if you were in a Taekwondo battle, you wouldn't begin a battle standing casually with your arms by your side. Just one kick or one punch would easily take you out. Rather, it's important that you begin with a fighting stance, one that is strong and ready for any attack that will come. This usually involves you standing with your non-dominant foot forward, with your body at a slight angle away from the person, with your hands up out in front of you. And it is a stance of strength and a stance of readiness. Today, I wanna take a similar approach when it comes to dealing with disappointment. I'm going to give us three stances that we can adopt to prepare ourselves for the moments in our life where our expectations don't meet our reality. These stances will help us to respond to disappointments in a healthy and godly way. And to remember this, we have some action stances that we can copy. The first stance is love. One time Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandment? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. When it comes to dealing with disappointment, one of the most powerful stances we can take is one of love. We are to love others just as Christ first loved us, yet our security is not found in the love that we receive from others, but rather in the unfailing love of God. One of the biggest categories of disappointments we have to face in life is the disappointment that comes when people hurt us and let us down, treat us badly or unfairly. Our natural response to dealing with disappointment is to put walls up around our heart to protect us from being hurt again. And this makes sense to do this in the natural. Because we're afraid we'll be misunderstood or that someone will let us down, because we don't wanna be hurt again, we protect ourselves by not letting people close to us. And for years, I lived this way. For years I kept people at a distance and only let my family be close to me, for they were the only ones I thought I could trust. And this method was effective in minimizing the potential hurt I would experience. But what this did was rob me from the depth and the beauty that friendships and relationships had to offer. We are built for community, not for independence. And putting barriers up around our heart also limits our ability to follow Jesus' command to love others. In trying to protect myself from hurt, this in turn hindered my capacity to show love to others. To truly love someone takes vulnerability, it takes risk. And because I didn't want to be hurt or to face feelings of disappointment, I was missing out on the fullness of life and love that Christ had to offer me. God graciously showed me a better way in a powerful moment of revelation. In June 2019, I had a significant prayer time where I was praying with some prayer counselors. And during this session, I came to the realization that I was trying to be the guard of my heart. I was relying on myself to protect my heart from pain. And I sensed in this time of prayer that God wanted to relieve me of my duties, like the guard of a royal palace being relieved of his duties as the next guard takes over. This role of protecting my heart wasn't one that I should have been doing on my own, but rather I needed to let God be the one that ultimately protected my heart. Now, this wasn't an easy thing to relinquish control of. I had been in control of protecting my heart for many years. But as I sat in the presence of God, I could feel his tangible love so strongly surrounding me. I knew that I needed to trust him to protect me and to open my heart to giving and receiving love from whoever he asked me to. And that meant surrendering control to God. And that also meant that my heart was now going to be susceptible to potentially being hurt by people. But you know what the deepest revelation for me was in that moment? Because I could feel the tangible presence of God surrounding me so strongly. I knew without a doubt that God's love alone would be enough, that I did not have to fear being let down anymore. I did not have to fear being disappointed by others because his love alone would be enough to carry me through even the hardest moments of disappointment. And I've been able to cling to this revelation, this reality all the way through the pandemic where I've faced so many disappointments during this time, as many of us have, like not being able to have a proper wedding because of COVID restrictions. My family in Australia haven't met my husband or our 15 month old son in person yet. My son is yet to cuddle or kiss his grandma or play with his cousins. We've waited almost six months for a visa so we can finally visit Australia and we're still waiting, all whilst many of our friends have had their visas approved in a matter of weeks. We've had to navigate many unseen challenges, largely on our own in this time. Any one of these things could have been enough to break me, to force me into a place of deep despair. But that one moment with God three years ago, it marked me. The revelation of the depth of God's love The powerful experience I had that day, it has held me through all the way through this time. I could easily stand here and say, well, God, if you were good, why have all these things happened the way that they have? I could easily blame God and even be angry at him. Yet I can't bring myself to do that. I have seen too much of God's goodness, experienced too much of his grace and his mercy, that my only response Can be one of gratitude that he's got me through yes some challenging times that he has still blessed me in ways that i could never have expected god's love is so deep so high so wide so extravagant that it protects us when the weight of disappointment comes it covers us when people treat us badly it surrounds us in the midst of our pain our security and our value does not come from the love we receive from others It comes from God himself. And just like the Apostle Paul, my prayer for each of us is that we may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you will be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. The greatest commandment is to love God and to love others. But when we love others, we take the risk of being disappointed by them. But this is the risk of love. As we adopt a stance of love, as we choose to be open-hearted towards others, we can find our security in the perfect love of God. It is his love that sustains us and helps us to remain in a place of hope, even in the midst of our disappointments. So stance number one in dealing with and responding to disappointment is the stance of love. Stance number two is the cross. The cross of Christ represents forgiveness and grace, and in turn empowers us to offer forgiveness and grace to others when they disappoint us. It is so important that when it comes to positioning ourselves to deal with disappointment, that we take a stance of grace. Making the determination to choose to offer forgiveness to others is part of this command for us to love one another. This means forgiving someone when they hurt you, when they treat you badly, when they belittle or devalue you, when they misunderstand you or judge you wrongly, or when they reject you or abandon you. And one of the hardest disappointments to deal with is when someone wrongs you and they aren't even remorseful or sorry about it. Now, offering forgiveness and grace to people when they do these things to us, it goes against what we really want to do. Retaliation, punishment, hatred, revenge. These things quickly come to our mind when we think about how we should respond when people disappoint us. We don't naturally think, oh, that person just deeply hurt me. I will forgive them and love them in return for what they've done. If we just go by our natural human desire when someone hurts us, then what we really want to do is to hurt them back and to see them suffer. Often when someone has disappointed us, we can find ourselves stuck in an internal dialogue about what happened. Our thought processes can tend to be judgmental towards that person that has hurt hurt us. We might think things like, they did this because they are selfish. They did this because they just want attention or everything has to be about them. When someone disappoints us, our internal dialogue also tends to be filled with overgeneralizations. We can think things like, that person always does this. They always treat me that way. They never think about my needs. The more we continue with this type of narrative in our minds, the deeper the pain can become embedded in our hearts. And when we find ourselves in this place, Choosing a stance of grace and forgiveness can be very hard and sometimes it feels impossible. And that's why we have to look to the cross. We have to look to Jesus for our example. Have you ever been let down by someone? Jesus was too. Have you ever been rejected? Jesus was too. Have you ever been treated badly or unfairly? Jesus was too. Jesus faced some of the greatest disappointments we can face in life and yet he remained in a position of grace, taking a stance of forgiveness. So much so that one of the last things that he spoke out whilst hanging on the cross was this, Father, forgive them for they know not what they are doing. Wow, this is so powerful. When we face the sometimes overwhelming emotions connected to people disappointing us, when we are gripped with feelings of hurt, pain, rejection, and we just wanna respond with hate and anger, we need to take ourselves to the cross, to picture Jesus Christ hanging there, so disfigured by the beatings that he received that he was barely recognizable, to picture him with those large nails in his hands and his feet, to picture the anguish on his face from the immense pain that his body was facing, and to see again the weight of our sin resting on his shoulders and to remember that he did all of this for you and for me. He paid the ultimate sacrifice, laying down his life for us. God in his rich mercy paid the price for our sins, our mistakes, our guilt and shame. Where we were once separated from him because of our sin, we have now been reconciled back to him. We can enjoy a closeness with God that is unimaginable. He calls us sons and daughters. He calls us friends. And our salvation is a free gift given to us. We can't do anything to deserve it or earn it. All that's required is for us to put our faith and trust in Jesus and to follow after him. Wow, God is so kind to us. Forgiveness is at the very centre of salvation as Christians, and we can achieve the impossible task of forgiving others when we understand that we ourselves have received the undeserved forgiveness of Christ. In Paul's letter to the Colossians, he gives these instructions to the believers of Colossae that still holds true for us as believers today. Colossians 3, verse 12 to 13. Therefore, as God's chosen people, Holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. When it comes to dealing with disappointment, we need to adopt this stance of grace and forgiveness. To forgive as the Lord has forgiven us. And when we look to the cross and the example of Jesus, it in turn empowers us to show grace and forgiveness to others when they disappoint us. Stance number two is the cross. Okay, moving on to stance number three, the word. Our final stance we can adopt is to take a position of trust regarding the promises of God and align our expectations with the word of God. As we discussed earlier, we experience disappointment when our expectations are not matched with what happens in reality. So it seems logical if we could learn how to manage our expectations, then we would find ourselves being disappointed less. And that's a fair conclusion to make. But how can we do that? What can help us to manage our expectations in a healthy and godly way? If we look to Hollywood or Korean movies to guide our expectations about love and true romance, for example, will that lead us to less disappointment? What do you think? Well, my answer to that question would probably be no, it wouldn't. In fact, basing our expectations about romance from movies just sets us up for a greater level of disappointment. As movies are notorious for presenting an ideal about love that can never be replicated in real life. True love is far more than just physical or sexual attraction. And you can't just move on to another relationship if you're unhappy in your marriage and think that everything is gonna be okay. Real life doesn't work like that. Well, what if we look to our favorite TikToker or YouTuber to guide our expectations? What would be the result? I actually took some time this week to watch some videos from one of the most famous YouTubers in the world today. And he makes millions of his various businesses connected to his YouTube channels. On the outside, it looks like he has it made, that he's achieved a high level of success. But I couldn't help but feel sad for him in seeing what he was trying to pursue. He was seeking after fame, money, pleasure, all of the things that seem attractive to the world. And yet I could see deep down that he was lost. He's on this endless pursuit of something that will never end up satisfying him. As followers of Christ, we can't let the world determine our expectations for life. The world generally pursues what is contrary to what God wants for us. And often the end result is pain, heartache and destruction. And that's why it's imperative that we position ourselves to be led and guided by the word of God and to let his promises drive our expectations. Because as we do, we will find ourselves pursuing the life to the full that Jesus has won for us. And I love that the Bible is not filled with perfect people. In fact, it's quite the opposite. The Bible is filled with many stories of ordinary men and women just like us, who make mistakes, just like us, but also who had the opportunity to do extraordinary things for God, just like us. If only we could recognize the power of the word of God to change our lives for the better. And there is so much wisdom available to us daily as we commit to a regular habit of reading our Bibles. There are many benefits from letting the word and the promises of God guide our expectations. We can learn what to expect in our marriage and how to love and to honor our spouse. We can take guidance about how to parent our children, how to be a person of integrity, to be a valued worker or an effective leader, and to be a trustworthy friend. It can help us to manage our expectations around money and giving and living generously. The Word of God helps us to have an expectation that good things can happen in our lives as we follow Christ. It helps us to believe God for the miraculous, for healing, for breakthroughs and deliverance. And it stretches us to look beyond the natural realm and to understand things that are supernatural in nature. And it encourages us to look at what is eternal rather than focus on what is temporal. The Bible can help us to renew our minds, to help us to think on things that are good, noble, right and true. There are so many benefits to letting the scriptures guide and manage our expectations. And I want you to ask yourself now, who or what currently has the biggest influence over your expectations? And what can you do this week to help let the word of God be your biggest influence in setting your expectations? Make a commitment now to establish a new Bible reading habit this week. As we take a position of trust regarding the promises of God and the word of God, we can manage our expectations in a godly and healthy way. So there we have our three stances that we can adopt to prepare ourselves for the moments in life when our expectations don't match our reality. The first stance is love. We are to love others just as Christ first loved us. Yet our security is not found in the love we receive from others, but rather in the unfailing love of God. The second stance is the cross. The cross of Christ represents forgiveness and grace. And this in turn empowers us to offer forgiveness and grace to others when they disappoint us. And the third stance that we can adopt is the word where we take a position of trust regarding the promises of God and manage our expectations according to the word of God. As we commit to doing these things, they will help us to respond to disappointments in a healthy and godly way. To finish the message today, in addition to these three stances, we've already covered. I also want to give us two truths that we can cling to when we find ourselves processing situations in our lives that we don't understand. Like what happens if we go to a place of faith with our expectations, lining up with the word of God, but then things don't turn out the way we think they should according to the scriptures or the way that we have prayed for them to turn out. There are times we can find ourselves disappointed at God for what is happening in our lives. And I want us as a church to understand and carry these truths in our hearts that we can hold on to when we're facing disappointment. These two truths will help us when we don't understand why things happened the way that they did. Truth number one, you don't have to understand the plan to trust God has a purpose. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. I got sent this graphic on WhatsApp this week, and I think it sums up this truth rather well. We may have a plan in mind for our lives, certain expectations about what life is going to look like, but we need to acknowledge the truth that sometimes God doesn't do things the way we think he should and that we don't have to understand the plan to trust that God has a purpose. Our God is willing and able to lead us through the highest mountaintop experiences and the darkest valleys. He will lead us through the wilderness seasons and to the greenest pastures. We may never know why certain things happen in our lifetimes until we get to heaven, but we can absolutely trust that God is faithful and that he has a purpose in mind for every season of our lives. Truth number two, your disappointment with God might actually be a divine appointment from God. For many years, I desired to be married. I've always wanted to be a wife and a mum. And as the years went on, I still wasn't married. And the disappointment that I had towards God, it began to grow. You see, I had committed my life to serving God in full time ministry. I felt like I had given up many things in order to serve people and to serve at church. And I trusted God that he would provide me with a husband, someone that I could do life together with. Yet with each wedding I attended, each time they called all the single ladies to the front to catch the bride's bouquet, even as many of my friends and family members around me got married. The disappointment and sadness of not being married continued to grow stronger in me and i didn't understand why it hadn't happened yet i had faith that god could do it my expectations were in line with the scriptures and yet god had a different timeline in mind than i had expected and he'd used what i thought was a disappointment in my life to set me up for a divine appointment from God. I might never have even considered moving to Bali to start a church if I was already married and had kids. I may never have discovered the depth of God's love, power and provision like I did in the early years of starting this church. I may never have traveled to America on my own to attend a Christian course that would profoundly impact my relationship with God. The revelation that I experienced during that time changed my life. I may never have met my husband Emmanuel. We may never have written a worship song together sitting on a rock in Jimbaran Bay on our first date. We may never have gotten married during a global pandemic and we wouldn't have Raphael and our baby girl on the way as part of our growing family. What I carried as a disappointment for all those years ended up being a doorway which led me to the life that I'm living right now. Imagine if I'd given up, imagine if I'd taken matters into my own hands and just married some random guy. Imagine if I'd let my disappointment push me away from following God. Where would I be now? Look what I would have missed out on. Oh, how I wish I could go back and tell my younger self not to worry so much, to not let that disappointment make me feel like I was unlovable or lacking in value. I would tell myself to keep trusting God even when things looked impossible, even when the timeline was not going according to plan. I would tell myself that it was all going to work out in the end. Our disappointments can actually lead us into the purpose and call of God. Your disappointment is not a dead end, but an open door for your future. God's delays are not necessarily God's denials. And just because God feels silent doesn't mean he is absent. While you are waiting, God is working. And maybe something's not ready yet, God's still working on it. Maybe you're not ready. Maybe they're not ready. Whatever is the case, don't give up. Don't give in to that disappointment. If you quit now, you will miss out on what God has in store for your future. Your disappointment with God might actually be a divine appointment from God. So don't lose hope. Keep on trusting. Keep on believing. God is working in all things for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Watch and see what God unfolds before you in this journey of life of following Jesus. Let's take some time now to reflect on today's message and to pray, to take some time to hear from God. Which stance do you sense God is calling you to adopt in this coming season? Is it the first stance of love where we are to love others, just as Christ first loved us? Yet our security is not to be found in the love we receive from others, but rather in the unfailing love of God. Is it the stance of the cross? The cross of Christ represents forgiveness and grace, and in turn, it empowers us to offer forgiveness and grace to others when they disappoint us. Or is it the stance of the word Take a position of trust regarding the promises of God and align your expectations according to the Word of God. What stance do you feel like God is leading you to adopt? Take time to reflect on this now. Are there any lingering disappointments that you need to give over to God? God wants to bring healing to those hurts and pains that others have caused in our hearts. God wants us to be free of the weight of our past disappointments. Is there someone you need to forgive so that you can be set free? Let's take some time now to give over those disappointments to God and to let him bring healing to our hearts. And let us choose to forgive as Christ has forgiven us. Are you facing a situation and you're struggling to understand why it has happened? Take some time now to re-surrender to God's plan for your life. Make the commitment to trust that God can turn your disappointment into a divine appointment. God, I release your healing power to flow, that you would bring healing to every broken heart, that you would release people from the pain that they have experienced as a result of being disappointed by others. God, I declare your freedom in the mighty name of Jesus to come to our emotions, to our thoughts, to our whole being, and that the power that disappointment has had over our lives will no longer be in existence that God, that we would walk in the freedom that Christ has won for us. Lord, we thank you that you have given us power and authority over the emotion of disappointment. And I believe moving forward that we're going to step into a new day of freedom in your mighty name, Jesus. Thank you, God, for your revelation that it continue to move in our hearts this coming week. Help us to be able to respond to disappointment in a way that is honoring of you and it is in a healthy way. We pray all these things in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We hope you are inspired with this message. For more information about our church and our program, please visit c